Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, make us an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Doubt, faith, despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, or to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Excited today to have some Crescia brothers on the show. Uh, Our guest today is Mr. Eric Cloday. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you, Todd. Excited uh, to be here. Awesome. Tried to have you on a, a year or so ago. Couldn't make it happen, but we made it happen today. And my co-host today is no stranger to the show, Mr. Calvin James. Calvin James. Calvin, you made Chrissy, didn't you? Sure did. <laughs> 421-28, sat at St. James' table. Of course, you all know I belong to St. Joseph Church. And uh, that's the deal. All right. Uh, Eric, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well... I grew up in Baldwin, big family, big Catholic family. I've got six brothers and sisters, homeschooled my whole life. Yeah, ended up uh, getting married and becoming a contractor. Uh, got a bunch of kids myself, a couple of boys, five boys and a little girl, baby no girl. Yeah, we play a lot of baseball in my house. My oldest is 16, my little girl's four. 16, Calvin. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep, so uh, it's, a, it's a good time right now. So I'll stay busy. That's awesome. So six children. Six, yep. That's amazing. And how old are you? You look like a young man. I am getting up there, 37. Oh, you are a young yeah, man. Yeah, a young man. Possibly more kids on the way? I hope so. Oh. I have to talk to my wife about that. I check on that. We might have that conversation. Though. All right. So I came across Eric, Calvin, and I, I think, together. Uh, he did the Cursia sponsor talk, which they do at Cursia. And I do want to talk a little bit. He's a uh, on and off, I guess, professor at Curcia. He does a lot of different things there. But he really touched me in that he laid out kind of the, the blueprint for Curcia. Curcia is one of those things, if you haven't made it, nobody wants to talk about it, right? And uh, But give us a, just a little, give us your sell, your selling point, sales pitch for Curcia and a little bit what it's about. Yes. My sales pitch for Curcia, and I think like anyone's, you know, something that they love or someone that they love, it's... It's personal. It's hard to sell it just like you would run a commercial for something and say, you know, this is what it is. It, it has to do with a story. Everyone's has a story, you know, and for me, you know, that would be the way I would sell Crisillo is, is really just to share someone, share with someone what I love, you know, and, and share with someone an experience that has helped me to grow closer, you know, to God. and and to become holier and to put myself around men who are leading the type of life that I want to live, that I want to be a part of and following some great examples, you know, having those in front of me. So that's what, for me, Curcio was able to do is introduce me to men in my life who could help me, you know, who, who I could bounce things off of. And, and that really comes through that weekend being reintroduced to your faith and kind of just looking at things from you know, way up, you know, the big picture. And and then working from there and saying, what do I need, you know, in my life to, to change? Because I'm here, I want to grow, I want to change, I want a constant conversion. 
if you're going to Curcio, that was my experience. A lot of people that go there, they're looking for something. We're not really sure what we're looking for, yeah. but we find answers there. And the reason is because I believe we find God there. We find God in his church and the sacraments. And we're exposed to that. And that has different effects, just like in the Bible. You know, when people are introduced to Christ, it affects everyone just a little differently. And for me, that's different than for you. If I meet Jesus today, which I will, because I'm sitting here, I'm in, I'm in his world where he dwells with other people. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to see him. How is that going to impact me? And so for Crescio, I mean, it's simply an encounter with Christ. And I can't tell you why you should do that. Only Christ <laughs> knows why you should encounter him. I don't know that. But I can tell you that when I encounter Christ there at the weekend and when I encounter Christ in my brothers and sisters that I've been introduced to through that weekend, that has a, an effect on my life. It helps me to convert to book and to walk that narrow path and like to, to stay the course and to be encouraged and to continue to grow. So <clears throat> that's what I would, when I talk to people about Crescio, that's what I, I like to share with them. You know, it's a story and, and I want, I'm curious to know what is your story, you know? <laughs> This dude's the real deal, Calvin. Well, it's the real deal. I believe uh, what he said. When two or more are gathered, God is present. So mm -hmm. we're experiencing God right now. I believe what the Chrysia does for a lot of people and what it did for me, it, it helped me rediscover my gift. And for some people, it helps them discover what their gifts are because we all have a gift and we all call to uh, work that gift. So that's uh, what I experienced with a lot of people going to Chrysia. Mm -hmm. It helps them discover their calling in their life, especially if they work, you know, if they work the system. Yeah, that's a beautiful, a beautiful aspect that I don't, I, I, I didn't see it really that, but now that you're saying it, I see, it, that's an, and that's another way to think about it. When you encounter Christ, he knows who you are. He knows right. what gifts he gave you. Of course that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Of course he's going to bring that out and make you the best person that you that you can possibly be. He's going to show you what that is. Yeah. Cuz we can't see it as clearly as he can for some reason, huh? Well, you wasn't always a presenter. So tell me from Chrisia, how did you discover that you had that in you? That I had what in me? That he, what being, he's saying is to be a professor, to be a leader yeah, at Chrisia. Yeah. How how did okay. Chrisia yeah. lead you into that? Crescio <clears throat> led me into that. When I made the weekend, I felt like I had this strong Catholic background. Uh, I grew up in this family that, I mean, we prayed the rosary every night together. I was homeschooled my whole life. I had a strong family life. I felt like a pretty, like all my, I'm a third generation Curciesta. Oh, right. So like my grandmother made it, my grandparents made it, my parents made it. My brothers and you know my older brother made it before I did, so it was almost like this rite of passage <laughs> type of thing, you know. So you just I, part of me felt like, well, this is just what you do, All right? And so <clears throat> my experience there was a little bit different because I came from a different place, you know. Then then everyone comes from a different place. So my experience was with Crescio, it gave me those, those those men that I'm talking about, you know. It gave me a system to plug into where I could grow in holiness and I could be <laughs> I could be guided in that growth yeah you know and it gave me a way to do that and the other stuff like being a professor or any type of leadership just came from 
I want to grow more. And so you just, you come back and you come back and you come back. And before you know it, you've been there quite a while. And before you know it, the people you used to look up to, people are starting to treat you that way because you've been there for a while, you know? And it just, it just naturally, that's just the way it happens, you know? Sound like saying yes to God contributed to your growth. Saying yes is the key. Yes. Say, I believe that, and, and I can see that on my own life, my spiritual life, just even this year or, or this week even, or today, or being at this show, you know? Because it's not something that everybody wants to do. It's like, I don't <laughs> I know, you know, you don't know what's going to happen when I get on it. What are they going to do with my audio? Yeah. <laughs> and how is my voice going to sound? You know, I hate the way my voice sounds. Yeah. You ever heard you, you know, you yeah, do it because you do yeah. radio all the time. And it's like, oh, man, I don't want people to hear me talk. Your voice know? sounds very good, I can tell you. Faith, uh, faith is blind. good to me. So it's about saying yes. And, and I found in my life when, when you do say yes, God, God does something with the yes that I can't, I could have never done that or ever even thought about doing that, you know? Okay. And it's amazing, and the, the rewards, and you don't do it for the reward, hopefully, but God just does that. When He, when you tell Him yes, there's no looking back, and there's no regrets. There's a lot of power behind that affirmation. Yeah. So who was your sponsor? Uh, one question I would have for you, and then after you answer that question, tell me, uh, was it different than you had imagined? Because you had quite a background, uh, you know. Of knowing about Christina. Yeah, my, my sponsor was my older brother, uh, Matthew. He probably made it a couple of years before me. He was in uh, seminary, actually. Uh, not, not right around that time. Maybe just he had just gotten out of seminary. So, yeah, he was my sponsor. And what was the second part of that uh, question? Was it different than you thought it was going to yeah, be? Yeah, it was definitely different than I thought it was going to be. It, it was different than I thought it was going to be because I thought that when I went to that, you know, that, exper- that weekend experience, a lot of people you hear have this powerful, powerful, mm-hmm. transformative encounter with Christ. And I didn't have that. No? No. I didn't have that. Now, that's a shocker to yeah. me because yeah. seeing this guy today, he looks like he just shot out of a gun. Yeah. 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 So, so all that prep you yeah. had, though, huh? All the prep, really, it didn't. I think all the prep, it was part of the reason that it didn't like shock me or hit me. They talked yeah. about what sanctifying grace is. And like, well, I kind of knew what that was. I kind of had been living or trying to live the mm-hmm. best I could, frequenting the sacraments. I kind of was, had been there, you know? And so that yes, for me, wasn't like a, the, the effect of that wasn't a, this conversion that happened quickly, but it was something just as simple as this, method that you plugged into that put you around people and that was the gift to me and it happened really slowly over time it wasn't just a one time you know one thing that that kind of petered out i just saw something and god just worked to invite me there invite me back and i would say yes i would say yes and not every time i would say yes Mm, you know but but consistently enough to where it affected me and changed me. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. I love yeah. that. So curious for me, my from my standpoint, uh, has your wife made Curcio? Yeah, she did make Curcio wow. about maybe three, four years ago. It was hard because, matter of fact, when I came back from Curcio, 
not long after that, a couple of weeks after that, we found out she was pregnant for the, our first child. You know? <laughs> Imagine <Wow>. that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Curcio baby, you know. That's, <laughs> that's a right. That is a there thing. Is a, it is, is a thing. thing. Yeah. That is a big thing. Of so so she was having babies and nursing and taking care of little toddlers. It was very difficult. So we, eventually we got to a spot where we're like, hey. And she knew because I had been working it for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. Like That's she would amazing. hear stories. So she did get, finally, you know, get to experience that weekend and see where I had been mm-hmm. when I'm missing, when I'm gone from home all this time, you know that's what I was doing and, and she knew some stories but it, you know it's like anything you I can tell you all about it but until you experience it it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. what I say yeah it does it gives you some perspective but it's completely different yeah. to know something and then to know it by, by experiencing it or seeing it or living it you know my lifelong wish is for my wife to make it and uh, you know of course you go back and you're like oh my goodness you have to do this you know and uh, and then it's like whoa slow down baby that's good for you but uh, you know I'm gonna go when I want to go and uh, so yeah I, I think to experience that with uh, with your spouse is special and I remember at Mocracia there was a gentleman that made it a young man and and his wife had, had made it just prior to and oh man I saw them embracing after the afterwards and I was like god I, I desire that <laughs> yeah. you know can you imagine being able to experience that together it's just so beautiful you know I want to remind our listeners you're listening to Cajun Catholics and today's guest is Eric Cloday he is a, a home builder like Joseph. He's a, he's a carpenter, I believe, and uh, and then he also uh, Saint Vincent. Is that the, uh, that's right, Saint Vincent Homes. Okay, and then uh, I know he's a parishioner in uh, at La- Our Lady of Prompt Socor in Coteau, and uh, just a great man, and again, just a, a soldier for Christ. And I want to peel back the onion because guys like you just don't come along that often in my in my life or what I see and I run across a lot of different people but um but you have a deep deep faith and I guess I always ask I wondered even priests today like I go did did those guys have this supernatural experience that turned them into the person they are so I would ask that question and you've kind of answered that a little bit that Curcia wasn't really a big supernatural thing but give me your 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 take on the Holy Spirit and some of those gifts and uh how that appears in your life that's a great question. I think it's a it's a it's a good way to because <clears throat> I think it's a it's a big question that a lot of people have and people of faith too are wondering the same question. Like I don't I'm not feeling this, and how are they able to do that? You know, we'll look up to a person like Calvin and say, how how do you become so holy? <laughs> you know, and how can I get there? Because I'm not feeling much right here right now. You know, I I just don't feel it. I, I'm struggling in my life. I have problems, I have things I got to work on, I'm sinful, you know, what do I do? We all go through through that. Um, I'm just going to give this little caveat. Um, Romans 8.14 says that those who are regularly led by the Holy Spirit become sons of God. So if you're aware of that Holy Spirit and you're being led by that Holy Spirit, no matter how you feel, that's powerful. Mm. And that's what we look for, being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, there used to be a little bracelet people would wear, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And that's kind of like how you, be, how you li- allow the Holy Spirit to lead you on decision-making things. And if you can't come up with it, just wait. Because God moves in three ways, yes, no, or wait. Mm. Yeah, I like that. 
<laughs> Thanks for distracting Eric on his answer. Oh, so, no, no, I want to hear. I want. I'm kidding. I want to hear. He's looking yeah, for so, that power to be led. I'm sure that's what uh, he was. That's what no, he was no big at. supernatural experiences for you. Not so much. Huge supernatural yeah. experiences. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> huge. But really, those to me are not a point of conversion. That's right. You know, for me, they're not a point of conversion. If I've had a supernatural experience, and I have, man, it's, it's. It's rare. And really, to be honest, True. I can't really say that I've had that type of experience that you're talking about mm-hmm. until this year. And I'm, thir- I'm 37 years old. Man. And I feel like the Lord has just, it wasn't part of his plan for me. But when that did happen to me, it's so con- it's such an encouragement. It you is. know, it's, it's such a, 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 an encouragement. It really would it. it the, I can't. I don't know if a better yeah, word. Yeah, faith can find builder, but it's also confirmation, right? Confirmation. It's confirmation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, I asked this question, and I'm like you, Eric. I, I believe what you're saying. Like, it, you shouldn't dwell on the supernatural. That's not a big part of our life. Is that's a small part, right? And so, faith. Uh, you know, I always think of the, the the Bible verse of you know those who haven't seen and believed. Those are the good guys. So I'm feel guilty when I have a supernatural experience a little bit, but I want to hear if you don't mind sharing with us because it does strengthen our listeners. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your super. Tell us if you can. Tell us a little bit about that. Man, I could. I could. And it might last a few minutes. You oh, know? Okay, we got time. <laughs> <laughs> so this started with a, a mission trip that I went on uh, this this year. Man, it was just like we were talking about saying yes. Man, I had been feeling this call inside of me to, I wanted to serve the poor somehow, and I'm not sure how to do it. And I'm, I know, I feel that the Lord is calling me to, to, to mission, to do something. Yes. So I just start asking people, and, you know, and I see what other people are doing. It came across a curse yesterday and says, hey, this is what I do. This is, I've done this mission before. I'm like, man. I've been looking, and COVID was happening. We couldn't do anything. I wanted to take my family and my kids and let them experience something. You know, we're really blessed here in South Louisiana mm-hmm. and really in the United States. But, man, this place is special. And I wanted to experience a different, have my, I wanted to experience a different, you know, perspective, get a broader perspective, and I wanted to show my kids what that was like. So I ended up going on mission to Guatemala with uh, my wife, my two oldest sons at the time, 14 and 16, I believe. And it was awesome. But, man, saying yes to get there, you know, just the Lord was opening up. I mean, how does a man with six kids and businesses and all this stuff can leave all that behind? I could only do that if the Lord set these things up in place. And, and that Amen. part of that was a confirmation that, yes, you know, you are being called. And it's those small yeses. Like, and just the small recognitions of like the things that the Lord is lining up. Oh, now we got a babysitter. We got a babysitter <laughs> for all our kids. Oh yes. Okay, let's go. So yeah, being on mission and experiencing, uh, man, just the poverty, the poverty that that people have no hope of really escaping, and the lack of just basic needs, the things that you wouldn't like. We know, it's like what I said earlier. You can, I can tell you that in Guatemala, eight hours north of the city, there are people who live in mountains and don't really have access to proper food, water, healthcare, education, just the basic necessities in life. And they're everywhere. 
And that's just the way people live there. It's, it's really heartbreaking. They don't really have what they need to live. And it's like, that it's there all the time. I've been on mission with my daughter, and I know, I, I kind of know, I feel like I know what you're experiencing. But I think when you go with your family like that, and you see that, and, and then you, your family looks at you, right, as, as, their, as their parent and spouse, and they go, golly, what are you going to do about it? Like, dad, you know, uh, or my husband, we have to do something, and you're the leader of the family. What can we do? I, 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 I felt that. I don't know if you felt that, you know, but it's like, okay, now we're here as a family, but, you know, how, how, what, what are you going to do about it, you know? I don't know. I feel a lot of pressure from that when I had gone with my daughter. No, the pressure, <clears throat> I didn't feel pressure at all. No. Uh, that experience wasn't my experience. <clears throat> I felt a lot of freedom, you know, knowing, that, and like, we said, like I was saying earlier, knowing something by experience. Like if you tell me, you know, that happens that's fine that you know that's good but so i didn't have that experience that you did where i felt that i felt just like very blessed to be where i am mm -hmm. and to be in a position you know to be able to give something back or to be able to say well i can help i can do something you know so my experience came my spiritual experience that we're talking about came in this context of being on mission and saying yes even to the point of being in a foreign country you know like I don't know what's really going on or where this is leading me. <clears throat> and that's kind of what happened. We uh, we were at, at, at mission. We would go and we would, you know, minister to these people and really just do things like put gutters on their house so, so they can have a bucket full of water to drink from. Like now they don't have to go four hours to get a bucket of water up mm -hmm. and down a hill from a stream, you know. So we'd come in from that and we'd have mass and adoration. Well, this the last day of mission. I came in from that. We had mass. We had adoration after, and then there was a, the the priest offered uh, to bless us. And it, this is a priest uh, that is known to have like a, a a gift, like a gift of healing that you would think. So you think of like these healing masses that that you hear of, something like this. <clears throat> Man, he blessed me. And I just, I had never experienced God like that. He was so close to me. And it was so easy to pray. I didn't have to try to pray. I just yeah, was praying. Yeah. And, and it wasn't me. I felt like almost it wasn't me praying. You know, yeah. you're shaking your head like you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Calvin has this every day. <laughs> all, all this, what you're talking about, is scripture. Yeah. So that's why I'm readily agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <clears throat> I'm sitting there in prayer, and I just feel the presence of God come down upon me, and it it I can't describe it. I can't describe, you know, the how it because it's undescribed. How do you describe? Indescribable, God, indescribable gift. Yes, and so physically, physically at the time, <clears throat> I'm laying down, like praying. There's music in the background, and and I'm having this experience where I'm praying for individuals in my family. I start to pray for my dad. My dad passed away when I was 12 years old in, in a car accident. 12. 12, yeah. 
Man, I was just, because I was praying, I was wanted to pray for all my deceased family members. So I started going through them. <clears throat> and of course, I'm going to start with my dad. He's the closest person to me that died, you know. Man, I just felt his presence. With the presence of God descending upon me like I had never. It was so real. Yeah. And it made me. have a different I, I just it changed who I was you know that experience on mission and not just mission but this particular experience it had nothing I could not control I could not stop it from changing who I am in a good way it's like when you know something now through experience and I didn't get that through Crescio I didn't get it through and I've been living a Catholic life for a long time. You know, always trying to be in a state of grace, but that's just not an experience God had ever given to me. In this instance, he did, and it changed me. That experience of my father and his presence, that was like a, a very central part, and I'm going through for the sake of time, you know. There's a lot more to this experience. But, <laughs> of course it is. But, you know, my father was a, was a, was a big theme in that experience. I woke up the next morning and I started getting texts all over my phone. They were blowing up. And I'm in Guatemala. I barely have like service. Like I'm not sure what's going on. <clears throat> and to my family, it, that day was the 25th anniversary of my father's death. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't really know that because I'm not looking at a calendar. I'm in Guatemala in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. You say the first per person you prayed for was your dad. That's right. You had that experience. That's that, right. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So <clears throat> just, man, I just stepped back from it and just going back. And I've been spending months, months just looking back at that experience and reliving that experience and and asking the Lord, you know, what are you, what are you telling me in this? You know, what are you asking me? in this or what what is this and man i just see it as a we talked about this encouragement yeah. you know like and that's really enough for me i will you know i will continue to say yes and i will continue to serve and this right. experience is going to give me something to draw from to say even though i don't want to come on this radio show you know i don't want to hear my voice you know <laughs> i'm gonna say yes yeah you know because i know what the lord can do with that yes and I don't know what it's going to be. And I may never see it or experience it. But I know that when I say yes, just like Mary did, God's going to do something with that. Yeah, when you say yes, it's always directed towards others. Paul said, I read that today, I become all things to all men so that I may be able to win some. There it is. Man, it's good stuff. You know, really uh, Eric, stuff. I can assure you that uh, your experience was not only for you. Uh, there's so many listeners that are going to be touched by this story, and me in particular, because I've, my father's death and has, has been on my mind. And I, I'll just give you a little tidbit. When I say the rosary and I go to the transfiguration, that one for me, that mystery, is, is to me about God the Father, you know, and that's the one of the trinity that I'm furthest from for whatever reason but that's the one that I always pray for my dad you know and uh, so I would I would challenge you to do that same thing for, for your father that's yeah. awesome but uh ran out of time got goodness gracious it's been so such a beautiful testimony Eric's got so much to give and I, I thank him and I bless him for being on this show and uh, we love you 
Appreciate you coming on. Hey, thanks, Todd. Appreciate you having me. I love y'all. Calvin, go ahead. Close us out. Yes, sir. Oh, Father and our God, we thank you today, Father, uh, for the meeting of the minds and hearts. And the listeners out there, we ask that you continue to bless us through this Advent season, this holiday season, and uh, continue to open up doors and show favor to those that deserve it. Your promises are tremendous, Father. You want to do more than we can even think or imagine, immeasurably more than we can even think or imagine in our lives. So let's embrace the Cajun Catholic experience. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Till next time, God bless.